Today, we are talking about the fruit of the Spirit, goodness. You might be surprised to find that godly goodness is not about what we do. It's about who we are, what we think on, and the motivations behind the decisions we make. So let's learn more together about godly goodness today and how we need this in our lives as moms. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Please don't forget to hit the add or subscribe button today so you will always be notified about new upcoming episodes. Faithful 31 Moms is a part of the Love Worth Finding podcast network, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey friends, today we're going to continue our devotions on the fruit of the Spirit and talk about goodness. We use the word good all the time, don't we? I would even go as far to say that we overuse the word good. So when we read about goodness in the Bible, it is no wonder that we usually don't really understand what it actually means. But before we get to that, what are some common phrases of how we all overuse this popular word good? With the most common probably being the phrase good deal for me. (laughs) I don't know what it is for you, but I definitely overuse that one. When we are surprised, we might say goodness gracious or good grief. And then, of course, there are other ones that take the Lord's name in vain here, so I'm not going to mention those, right? We all tell our kids to be a good sport when they're playing sports or when they lose or something like that, or make good decisions before they go to school, right? When someone asks us how we're feeling, we might say, we're good as new. So far, so good. We're as good as it gets or too good to be true, right? You've said all of these probably. We really overuse the word good. Or when we're speaking about another person that you admire, you might say, she is good as gold. But I will say with this last one, especially anyone that thinks that someone really is, quote unquote, as good as gold, as people might say, or they think that goodness is something that comes naturally as like a personality trait, they obviously have not raised toddlers. And as you know, it's true listening that we learn really quickly as mamas that we don't have to teach lying. We don't have to teach the word no or mine or how to have a temper tantrum to a three-year-old, right? It's the opposite, actually. We have to teach them the word yes with manners like, yes, ma'am, please, thank you, and the ability to communicate and be considerate of others and share without throwing a fit at every obstacle, right? So proving that phrases like good as gold really are too good to be true. You see what I did there? (laughs) But seriously, left to ourselves without Jesus, both our kids and us as adults, we are all naturally selfish people. We're all prone to sin. We really all lack true godly goodness without Jesus. And you may say, well, Mallory, I know that that's a true statement, but I'd like to think that I would be capable of at least doing something good for somebody on my own. Or you might say, I have friends that are not saved and I still see them doing so much good. Um, They might help a sick friend, um, bring them a meal. They help animals. They help the planet, you know, whatever it may be. And yes, all those things are true. Uh, We can see the value in things that are quote unquote good, right? As the world would define it 
for sure. I think that, you know, according to worldly standards. But going back to our toddlers, for example, they aren't always screaming no or having temper tantrums all the time, every second of the day. There are still sweet moments too, right? They might bring you a flower from the yard or want to snuggle on the couch or grab your cheeks for a kiss, right? They're sweet moments even when they're not sleeping, (laughs) right? But in the same way, we can universally recognize, right? Good deeds, if you will call them, by both Christians and non-Christians. I mean, people aren't making bad decisions all the time, every moment of the day. But this is not really at all what we're going to be talking about today. That is what the world would define as good. The fruit of the Spirit goodness is a totally different thing. And I've had to really think about how to explain this both to myself and for you listening. You know, you and I tend to think of goodness as the things that we do, the choices that we make, um, even as Christians, right? But godly goodness is really so much more than that. It's who we are. Once we ask Jesus into our lives, it's what we think on, and it's the motivations behind the decisions that we make. So let me give you an example. As moms, we're always doing things for others. I know I don't have to tell you that. You already know that, whether we like it or not. But when you're planning your kid's birthday party, when you're planning a summer vacation, you're making a list to go to the grocery store and doing weekly meal plans. You're praying for a friend that's hurting and then you're making her family a meal to take her or you're teaching at VBS this summer at your church. You know, those are just a few things, right, that I thought of that you might be doing. But you can make your own list easily listening right now because we all do a lot of things as moms, right? So think about that. What would be on your list right now this summer? I'm sure it's would be a really long list. And I say that to let you know that most of your list, if not all of your list, are all good things and happen without any recognition or thank yous. (laughs) But still, this is not godly goodness. Remember, it's not about what we do. It's about who we are. Once we ask Jesus into our lives, it's what we think on and the motivations behind the decisions that we make. So what if I told you that I was collecting a list included would be all the things that you do for others every day for a week. That idea might seem intriguing to you in this moment until I tell you that. In addition to this, there will be a list also kept and printed off of everything that you think about every single minute of every single day for this same week. You probably aren't as excited about that idea. Am I right? I know I wouldn't be if somebody told me that. I think a lot of times you and I, we put a lot of stock in the things that we do for Jesus, um, the actions that we take, the list that we have of stuff that we're doing for our church or for our kids. But Jesus most cares about who we are on the inside. That is what goodness and the other fruit of the Spirit, that is what goodness and all the other fruit of the Spirit are all about because They are only given to believers in Jesus. If you've trusted Jesus and you have his spirit inside of you, you can have this fruit of the spirit goodness. Adrian Rogers said this, God doesn't want me to do anything for him. He wants to do something through me. Ultimately, I think this is saying God doesn't need us. He doesn't need our to-do list. He doesn't need all the things that we do for our kids or our church. But he wants 
our hearts and our minds and our time. He wants us to do things for him, but ultimately it's what starts on the inside, right? He wants us to be willing to do whatever he calls us to do. It's not about the actual task itself, what we're doing. It's about the heart behind it. But we won't be able to do that if we are too busy with all the quote unquote good things that we have on our to-do list or if we're filling our thought life with negative and sinful thoughts. So two things that I challenge you with today to grow in goodness. First, look at your schedule. If your to-do list earlier when we were talking about that was too long, you might need to cut out some things this summer. Even if by world standards, they're all good things and use that time to focus on the goodness of God and spending time with him so that you can really focus on growing in goodness and that you can know you're right where God wants you to be and you're available to do whatever it is that he calls you to do. And second, if the idea of having your thought life printed off for the world to see terrifies you, like I shared earlier, then really take some time to think about what you can cut out to improve that area of your life. Because godly goodness flows out of your heart and your mind, who you are on the inside. So what you're putting in eventually comes out. We tell our kids that, right? So if social media is causing you to self-compare or be judgmental of others or Netflix shows are constantly normalizing sin in front of you, I was finding this to be true for myself, turn it off and take a break from it this summer so that you can really focus on growing in goodness. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. This basically means the first step is to quit doing and to start trusting the Holy Spirit inside of you. You don't produce goodness. You live it out by trusting Jesus. He, he gives it to you by staying rooted in God's word. So the bottom line is, do you desire to have the goodness of God flowing out of you? And if so, give these two challenges a try this summer. I think it would really be a game changer. And if you've been blessed by this podcast and would like to support the Love Worth Finding ministry, there will be a link for that in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening today. And please be sure to share this episode with a friend and follow me on Instagram at Faithful31Moms. And remember to keep up the good work of pointing your kids to Jesus. Jesus.